Five Drive. Catch up. We are continuing on the Five Drive Africa tour and uh, recounting some amazing stories that we got to experience whilst we were in Gorongosa. Gorongosa is in central Mozambique. It's a part of the world that was ravaged by civil war and conflict and rebel attacks and cyclones. Remember Adai and Freddy that happened over the course of the last couple of years? Like that's where this it reached this part of the world, right? Despite this, they've done amazing things to uplift not only the park and put wild animals back into areas that they'd been taken away from and destroyed and killed and, and, and just you know decimated by the acts of war, but also the communities in the surrounding area, right? Because conservation is not just about creatures and, and flora and fauna, it's also about us human beings. So we went on this journey uh, with our guide Silverio over to a local nearby village where some incredible things were happening that you're going to hear about on the show. One thing was this thing called the Girls Club. There are 50 girls clubs in the area that educate over 1,000 young women. Do you know this about Mozambique? There are... It's, it's a crazy statistic. I'm going to pull it up so I don't butcher it. But it's like 11% of, of girls that d- don't finish high school. Oh, or, yeah. or, or like 11% do. I want to get this exact statistic for you. Yeah. But there's a massive, massive dropout rate. And part of the reason for that is like women not necessarily believing that they can and should go on and get mm. education. Right here it is. So I think I remembered from the, the video on social media. Mm. It's yeah, I posted a TikTok. 95% yeah. 94% of, of girls in Mozambique enroll in primary school. 11%, 11% of them continue to secondary yeah. school. Oh That's the one. Shit. So it's a crazy, crazy. It's crazy. Stat. So this, these girls schools are trying to change that. There's also like clinics in the local area and all these kind of things. Maybe for us to get there, we go on these uh, these bikes. Um, I'm not the fittest guy in the world at the moment, as I've been whining about on the show for the last couple <laughs> of weeks. But we, so we go, uh, we go on these bikes. We go over an area, and you, you're going through like thick bush, knowing this was a war zone, you know, until not all that long ago. Peace treaty was signed in 2019 in the park. Um, and on top of that, you know, you're crossing rivers. We're getting onto boats, and we're busy shipping ourselves off into a world that feels so foreign from our own. And here is that experience. You walk across dry, hot sand. You can't even pedal your bike, and you get onto this tiny boat. Okay, this is the Pungwe River. It's the biggest river in Sofala province. It's come from Zimbabwe. Yeah, it's come from Zimbabwe. It's cutting the, uh, our country. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to push it. I have to push in a little bit. Okay. Yes. Wow. Press that. Come in. I lost my stuff here. Yes, this is Mr. Albertino. He's the one of our colleague. He's working here. Quantas semanas fazem aqui? Quantas semanas vocês folgam fazem? Seven days. Seven days working in, seven days out. Yes. They are four doing their shift so that they can uh, protect the employees because 
A lot of employees, they come from this community. It's called Vinyu community. Yeah. Mm. Wow, yes. We are here. Yeah, you can hear me panting here. <laughs> you sound really <laughs> tired. <laughs> no, it sounds like a very tough journey. I don't want to lie. It was, it was like relatively arduous. It's a thing that they, I think tourists can do it. You know what I mean? It's like an activity. On bicycles? Yeah. And it's hot? I sent my mom a video um, and I was trying to show her like the landscape. You know, we're passing local villages and things like that. Her only response was, why are you panting so much? Oh, no. <laughs> sound like a dog. And I was Aww. like, come on, mom, that's not very kind. But it was accurate. And I think it's inspired me. So that whole thing you heard there, that was just, we had mics on us and we were crossing over a river. Um, and then we get to the other side, it's thick, thick, thick. It's it's like bush because remember, this it's tropical in this part of the world. We get through that, get to a clearing and make our way towards the girls club in the village and the clinic. And those are the stories that I really can't wait for you to hear but more about a little bit later on the show. So my company is a producer, a cameraman, and one guide, Silvero. We're making our way. We've just crossed the river. We're now going through this thick bush. You walk through like this wild expanse of Gorongosa, and you are quite overwhelmed. There's like this raw, untamed beauty all around you. There's this thick scent of the African earth and my own sweat. And um, we had this one little brief moment of respite, which I was so grateful for. There was this fence along the side that it was kind of interesting. It was sort of like low hanging wire that had these little pieces of um, almost like what looked like tin, just in rectangular cutouts sort of stuck along the fence. And they'd explained to us that it was sort of like an alarm system for some of the bigger animals in the area. Mm. And the reason for this was because, like many parts of our world, they obviously have to have efforts against poaching. We did uh, a, a long interview with someone I'm sure you hear later this week about poaching, specifically talking about like pangolins and what happens in that part of the world. But with, uh, with this on our journey, as I stood briefly and had a listen while I caught my breath, this is what happened there. Yes, I think maybe on... Oh, July, we can't drive him on this one. See, the car is ending here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because sometimes we used to take a, sometimes we used to take a community for safaris. From there, we can go using anyone, come to take them, to drop in here. Oh, they okay. can walk in, and they to bring another car for another. It's like a drop-off point. Yes. Yeah. We go back to where we came. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Cool. Is it the is it number one? Is the one? Because if we if we do two or three, the poacher is gonna pass away. Passing, go there, taking one animal, killing animals, and come back. Oh, so now really? we need to avoid that. Just one. It's like this one. The man who is going come from Gorongosa, from Beira, from Shimoyo, they use one. Okay, it's a safe passage. I find it fascinating how, despite like in Mozambique's case, just being one country over, things can be so radically different. And we're in Gorongosa Park, which has within it plenty of communities. And these communities obviously need all kinds of assistance. They're incredibly rural and they're incredibly far removed from a lot of the luxuries and conveniences that you and I might be used to. So the park has done a whole lot of things to help out in this regard. They have like mobile brigades, which are clinics that go out into remote areas. Sometimes this is the first time anyone's engaging with a healthcare um, professional at all. They have traditional birthing attendants because like, 80 plus 84% of the women in the area deliver their babies at home. So they help 
get traditional leaders to train people to be like be like midwives basically mm. caregivers things like that they have um, they have a program called WASH, which is like since 2016 been increasing access to safe drinking water. Model Moms, which uh, is like a female-led initiative where they create role models in the community that help with like female-related issues and stuff like that. And 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 in addition to all of this, these clinics do a lot to treat malaria. Malaria is like a very very real concern in Gorongosa in this part of the world. Why? Because the climates, you know, the mosquitoes. They love warm, humid conditions. Um, Lack of infrastructure, poverty, healthcare access, education, resistance, resistance to the malaria, you know, the the malaria itself, anti-malarial drugs and insecticides um, don't always work that effectively. So we were on prophylactic medication when we were there, but at this clinic that we visited, which really, you know, the bare, bare minimum is inside this place. There's like a small... Um, neonatal wards there's uh, a space for the dispensation of like basic pharmaceuticals and things but a lot of people that are there are there to be treated for malaria okay yeah can you just tell us a bit about yourself and where where you studied where you came from okay this is one of the nurses at the clinic we're talking to it's one institute called i think say rockhound yeah two ideas we have to to be two so that we can make sure something yeah in Zimbabwe is the meaning of that who and and who can you just tell me more about who works here are there doctors only nurses and what's the what 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 do you have here okay. there are five here working here for community no just a nurse and a general nurse and what kind of uh, what kind of problems do you treat? Yeah, sometimes they can get a problem of a med uh, medication, but they also they do they do good because they can find they can short today without medication, but tomorrow medication can come. Yeah, malaria is a big problem here. I think it's number one. The first, uh, first place, they also uh, is a painful here in this community. Can she talk me through what happens when someone comes in with malaria? What do they do to treat Okay, okay quickly test for malaria. If they get him, if they find it's malaria, Okay, after that, they, if they found it's malaria, they can treat with malaria medication. The, okay, depend of the age. They using uh, I call Qualtem, but they know. But she said the certificate name. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's Catch Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.